0: Well, good morning again. It's great to see everybody out on a cold winter morning. You know, we complain, but what is it, January? I mean, are we surprised it's cold? You know, let's, uh, let's suck it up. Let's love it. Look for spring. That's what I all about. All right. Guys, great to have you all here. My name's Randy. If I haven't met you, uh, it's awesome to have you in our, our worship time. We are uh, in a series for a couple of weeks now called RE, R E, and uh, kind of leading us in our hearts is like the song we sang a few moments ago talking about revival. Uh, that we want to see His kingdom come. We, we want to see that kingdom come in us. And on this earth, we want to be a part of, the, uh, of ushering in, making that happen. So, uh, if you were with us a couple weeks ago, the first week of the year, we talked about remember. Uh, we said that we need to remember where we have been with God. If we are a believer, we need those anchor points in our life. We need those times that we can point back and say, that was the day I gave my life to the Lord. That was the day I was baptized. That was the day that I recommitted my life to Christ. Whatever that anchor point may be, we need those in our life to remember and remind us of whose we are. And then last week, Tony did a great job talking about repentance, that once we remember who we are, we realize where we are, which time maybe to come clean to God, to say, you know, uh, I'm not where I should be. I want to be right with you. I want to be closer to you. And so, today we're going to be talking about the third part of this series, which is renew. Renew, which is a great word when you think about our relationship with God, because when we come into Christ initially, our relationship with Him is is begun, but we are renewed. In that one point, we were in connection with God, and sin broke that connection, and we've been brought into a relationship with Him. But you know what? What I've discovered is that things in our world wear out, right? It's a great word. Renew is a great word to think about life itself, because things wear out in our world. I mean, it's a part of our everyday life, right? Like, uh, uh, you know, like appliances. You know, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I struggle with those things because back in the day, when you bought, used to buy an appliance, it would last, what, a lifetime, right? Some of us have our grandparents freezers or refrigerators that last. Buy one today, you might get five years. Our refrigerator lasted five years is all it was. I mean, that is crazy we had to do that, Right? Uh, What about our cars? You know, our cars are going to wear out sooner today because we use them so much. Who ever thought about putting 250,000 miles on a car or something like that? But we do that really common thing today. Furniture, right? We spent New Year's Day shopping for living room furniture. And for what we paid, my prayer is that it outlives us, you know, because I hope it doesn't wear out when when we ever get it, you know, when it's delivered. Clothing wears out, right? You buy something new and it wears out. Although I don't know how you know today because my kids buy clothes that are worn out when they, when they buy them. I mean, the knees are out and they're all worn. I'm like, honey, you need some pants. I just bought these, dad. I'm like, all right, I, you know, whatever. any anyway, rate, the point is, preach, yeah. The point is things wear out in our world. And because of that, it's a really practical thing to talk about what it means to renew, right? It's a real practical thing for viewing life. You know, our spiritual lives wear some too, don't they? Our spiritual lives, we all get some wear and tear on our bodies and our spiritual lives. When we, live our, when we first give our life to Christ, we have that real new feeling the shiny new, bright, everything is great, everything is wonderful, we're excited about living for Jesus, we want to tell everybody that we know, we start reading our Bible, we devote time to prayer, we talk to people that we meet, random people, just strangers out there about our faith and and about what we believe and everything, we never miss a Sunday at church, we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're good, but you know what, after a while, the new kind of wears off in our lives and we get back to the earth's reality, and uh, and we start, you know, kind of losing our spiritual zeal, Bible reading becomes a little more sporadic, or if we keep doing it, it's kind of a mundane thing, and we're reading less and less each day, and and prayer life is kind of shallow, you know, sometimes we forget to pray, and we never mention our faith to other people, we kind of take it for granted, you know, we kind of settle in, and church may be something that we do, if we don't have anything else going on, man, I'm going to make it to church this week, but sometimes it's just like checking off our list. And I think all those are probably signs in our life that we're wearing out in our faith and it, our faith needs to be renewed. Now, whenever things used to wear out, though, we didn't, we, we didn't have to replace them like we do today, right? I mean, how many of us remember when you actually could rebuild something? If you're a car enthusiastic, you could rebuild something on your car. How many of us remember that if your TV went out, you actually had it repaired, right? Now you just throw them away because there's no repairing to be done. You just just toss them. Uh, Yeah, they were a lot bigger back then and heavier, but we didn't. We took them to places to have them fixed, you know? You could rebuild or you could repair some things in life. Now we just replace everything. But let me tell you that our faith in Christ is something that we don't need to replace. We don't need to go looking for something else, something shiny and new know what we need to do is like the old days, we need to rebuild it. We need to renew it because the framework is still good. Amen. Why? Because he, uh, Christianity, our faith, was built for this world and for eternity. It has an infinite life, lifetime and, and value and warranty. It, it lasts forever. And, and so, it, because it's built for eternity, It's weathered a lot of storms, and it's survived everything, and you and I need to understand the value of it, because it's not Christianity that wears out, it's us. We are the ones that wear out in our spiritual faith and need to be renewed. But you know, when you think about that, that's kind of human, isn't it? Because all of our human relationships kind of do that. For example, when you get married, the day you're you're married, man, you're so in love with that person, you can't see anyone but them. You can't imagine you'd ever be tired of them, but down the road sometime, what happens? The relationship gets a little worn, doesn't it? And you look at this person, you go, oh, man, you know? You don't want to replace that person. That's a bad idea. Don't go thinking that, you know? What you need to do is you need to look at them with, with fresh eyes again, and you need to recommit your, your relationship and rebuild the relationship. I mean, what about your kids, right? You Either that little baby is born and wonderful little thing, and then they get to be a teenager and smart mouth and sassin' you, and you're like, I want a new one. I want another one. I want. And you know what? I want somebody else's kids. You have the best kids. Can I have your? At home, they're just like yours, I think, most of the time. You don't replace your kids, you want to renew and recommit yourself to being a good parent. You know, you don't want to trade your friends in, you want to renew and make those relationships right. In other words, God wants to renew relationships, and God wants to renew our relationship with Him on a daily basis. And I would say that's important because just like every day is a fresh new day, Every day with God, we need to refresh our relationship with Him. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a little weak in my commitment to Him. Sometimes I get a little bit spiritually inconsistent. I'm a little bit hot and cold, you know? Are you ever like that? One day you're on fire, you can't get enough Jesus. And the next day, you just hardly think about Him. You start a Bible reading plan on January 1, you're going to read through the Bible chronologically and get to day 2, and you're like, ah, I forgot to read and by week three, which is about where we are now, you, you've kind of, you're behind and you're already tempted to give up, right? Get in there and read your Bible and catch up on your reading plan if you're, if you're not do that. But we, we know how that is, you know, it's hard. You, you say Jesus is everything to you, but he really isn't a real part of your life. I love what Paul Tripp calls this. He calls this spiritual schizophrenia, Spiritual schizophrenia, when your spiritual al- spirituality and your reality are not the same, when they're not the same, when they don't connect with one, another, there's a disconnect there. Uh, you, your social media may reflect that. You, you post spiritual memes, but you weren't inspired yourself. You just, call, you just shared them from somebody else. You saw them, now oh, that looks good, I'll put it on my, on my page to make me look good, you know? You claim to love him, but it gets very little of your time, little of your energy, in fact, little of your thoughts. You, so, you say you owe Him for everything. You wouldn't have anything if it weren't for Him, but you never give Him anything back. I think those are probably all signs that you're worn out in every way. They're spiritually, maybe physically, mentally. Maybe that's you. Well, if that is you, there is hope. Amen. There is hope. Let me share with you a passage of Scripture from Colossians chapter 3. Paul says, You have taken off your old self with its practices And you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. You have put off the old self. Now, I think he's talking here initially about salvation, where your old ugly self has been replaced with the new self in Christ. But let me just say that word where it says being renewed in knowledge of the image of the creator is a daily thing for sure. Because the goal of your life is that you would imitate that of Jesus. You would become like him. I mean, Jesus came here to model a perfect life, and He did that. He was born a human birth. We just celebrated that, right? He lived and grew up and became a human being with all the struggles and challenges and temptations that you and I have, but He was perfect and He was sinless. And and then He died on the cross so that we could have our sins forgiven, so that we could be freed from the slavery of sin. And when we give our lives to Christ, we take off that old ugly human self and we put on the new self, Jesus. And you know what? Jesus is now our identity. He is the one that God sees us through, uh, uh, sees us through Jesus. And He now is who we are. And daily, we are to be renewed in that relationship with Him. You know, I love where the Bible described just a moment ago about conversion, having been putting off the old self, being clothed with Christ, and becoming like Him. Again, in 1 Corinthians 4, Paul says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Are you being renewed day by day? Are you doing the the habits and the the disciplines that will renew you day by day? Because you won't happen accidentally. It's something we have to pursue and be very intentional. You know, the word used for renew here, it means to make new. (laughs) No surprise there, right? It means to give new strength to strengthen you. It means to refresh you, to renovate you, to rejuvenate you, to start over, Amen. to start over. Wouldn't we all like a start over and a do over? You know, one of the things I like to do, one of my hobbies is I like to take something that has been discarded, and in a lot of cases, it's a piece of furniture that's kind of fulfilled its purpose, and I like to give it new life. I love to do that. I think we've got a picture up here of one thing. Yeah, that was an old dresser that I came up with. I, I collect stuff, unfortunately, but I came up with that some way, and, uh, and my wife saw that and she said, can you make it different? Can you do something with it? And so I uh, did a little work with it, tucked the door, drawers out, put some doors on, show the next picture. So that looks a little bit better, or at least my wife thought so. She's the one I have to try to make happy. So now that's in her office, you know, but, but taking something that's old and making it new again, refurbishing, redoing. Restoring. Maybe you have some practice with that. Maybe it's your house. Maybe it's a room that you're tired of the paint and you give it a whole new, fresh coat. You haven't replaced the room. You've just kind of renewed it. You've refreshed that. And you know, I was thinking about how, how practical that is in every part of our life. For example, our bodies. You know, our bodies get tired at the end of the day, right? But God's given us an amazing thing we can do. We can sleep. We can sleep, and then, then we get up in the morning, hopefully, you feel a lot better, and, and you are ready to go again, you know? And even the day itself, think about the day, you know, it's, the day kind of has its own life. It's early in the morning, it's new and fresh, middle of the day, you know, it's, it's productive, then the day begins to wane, it gets dark, it gets night, what happens? Overnight, things change, and the next morning, the sun comes up, and we start all over again. It's a renewed day, right? What about the seasons in life? I mean, we get, we get summer, beautiful summer days, then they turn into fall, the days get shorter, they get winter, we all hate winter, but what happens, spring, Spring springtime comes and everything comes to life again. We can't wait to see that. You know, God created that rhythm in our lives because He knew what it means to be human. He knew what it was like to be worldly, to be earthly, that we need that refreshment and we need that renewal. We need times of renewal. You know what? When Jesus came to this earth, he experienced that too. He lived like us. He had to rest. He had a human body. He had to live in. He had, uh, he had a, a, a level of exhaustion with people as well. People can wear you out, right? And he would get away from them to be refreshed. He would go and spend time with the Father. I'm sure he got sick and tired of those 12 disciples wearing him out, but he would get away from them as well, and they would, he would be refreshed and come back and invest in them again. Days of refreshing are a natural thing in our life. Now, today, we're just as susceptible, I think, as being worn out physically, obviously, but also spiritually. And we've kind of lost that art of spiritual renewal. We really have. We can't lose that because, because we're human and we wear out. We have to be able to be renewed spiritually as well. For many people, they never get refreshed spiritually. When their spiritual tank runs low, they just let it run out. When the meter's saying empty, near empty, you don't fill it. You just let it go. And then we're distracted by other things. We turn our attention to other things and neglect the most important thing in our lives. And we get disconnected from the power source, from Jesus, from God, from His Holy Spirit. And we don't plug ourselves back in to be renewed and refreshed. We're going to run out. We're going to spiritually die. You know, we may be filled with the Spirit at times in our life, but the problem with us is that we leak like a sieve, you know, it just run, it runs in and it runs out, and we have to be constantly refilled and renewed. Now, if you have to admit that this is where in your life, uh, you are in your life, I want you to know that God wants to give you new life. Amen. And there's a couple things that God will do for, for you. First of all, God will renew your spirit. Amen. He will renew your spirit through His Holy Spirit. He will do that. David in the Old Testament, a great example of that. Remember we talked a couple of weeks ago about how David as a young man was a shepherd. He trusted God. He would kill a lion or bear, had no problem killing the giant. He trusted God. He knew what God would do. He became a great warrior. He won great victories through God. But you probably know what happened in David's life, that David slipped away from God, committed a great sin of adultery and then murdered to hide that sin because he was disconnected from God. But in Psalm chapter 51, he cries out to God, "This should be our cry as well. God, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Do you sense that desperation that David had that he was broken? Knowing he was guilty, he was ashamed of what he had done, which, by the way, is where we have to be before we can be renewed. Remember, we talked a couple of weeks ago about remembering last week about repenting. That's what we're seeing, David repenting here. He remembers what it was like to be close to God. He acknowledges that not God hasn't gone anywhere, that he's moved away from God and repents of his sin and returns. And then David asks for renewal from God. Here's what he says, "'Create in me a pure heart, O God.'" And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. The word steadfast here means to be firm and stable. When you're walking with him, with God, through his spirit, you're on solid ground. But when you get off that path and you veer off on your own, the ground gets pretty uneven and, and unpredictable. David realized that he is on shaky ground, and so he wants to come back to God's steadfast ground. He repents to God, and God was faithful. In Psalms chapter 57, kind of the the, the next level, the the answer to his prayer, he says, My heart, O God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. That's what it sounds like whenever someone is restored. God will restore their heart. God will restore our hearts. And He will do that in our lives. He'll refresh us spiritually. He'll give you a whole new lease on life and on your faith. But let me tell you that God may do this in the middle of your struggles. He may do it in the middle of your struggles. Because our way of thinking is, I'm not right with God, but it's because I've got so many problems in my life and so many issues. And if God would just fix them, then I would be great with God. I would come back to God because I would be grateful, which we know that isn't the way things work, right? But that's how we think, our thought process. We think if God would just change my boss or my spouse or my kids or give me more money or pay this bill or fix my health, whatever it is, I would be great with God. But you know what? Renewal doesn't start externally. It starts internally. It doesn't start externally. It starts internally and David says, God, would you change me? Would you change my heart? God, would you change my life? Would you give me patience, kindness, gentleness, love, humility? Change me. Re- renewal starts on the inside, not the outside. Amen. And it starts in our unique situation. It's not boilerplate for everybody. It's something we work out with God. When we come to remember, repent, and we call on the name of the Lord. That's what David did. He called on the name of the Lord, and God addressed his sin and led him through repentance and restored him. When we do that, God will not only renew your spirit, He'll also renew our strength. He'll renew our strength. He will give you renewed energy, joy, hope, peace, patience, and endurance. Listen to this verse of Scripture in Isaiah 40, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, they will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary, they will walk and not be faint. Isn't that what we long for, that kind of joy and peace and living that way up there? To hope in the Lord means to wait, to linger, to dwell in the Lord, to give ourselves to Him totally, to surround ourselves with Christ to immerse ourselves in him. And when we do that, he says, the result, our strength will be renewed and we will soar like eagles above all the turkeys that we had to work with, right? The sky is the limit and we will turn and, and run and, our, and we'll never grow weary. We'll walk and not be faint. You know, he's not talking that you're going to have superhuman strength here. He's just saying he's going to be with us. He's going to give you inexhaustible supply of energy and strength that will carry us through this life into the next. Because when you're connected to the source of life, He will renew you. Like any battery that runs down has to be recharged, He will renew you. And you know, it's not just physical strength that that He'll get us through the, the endurance to get through life, it's a spiritual strength as well that will raise us above the winds of resistance that we all have in life. Spiritual strength comes only, we know, through the Holy Spirit and connection with the Holy Spirit. He is our source of strength and power. And what I've noticed is that when people unplug or cut off their connection to God's Word, they cut off the connection to prayer, they cut off their connection with with fellowship with other believers, when we unplug, which we can do spiritually, what I've noticed is that they begin to run down. They begin to lose spiritual interest and spiritual power. And as they lose spiritual interest, they drift further and further away until there's little or no connection to God or His church. I've been at this a while. I've just never seen anybody on fire for the Lord disconnected from the body. And that's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious that happens. They're disconnected from His Word. And without connection or in- engagement, they oftentimes spiritually just kind of die. And in my experience, they're the most difficult people to ever get back to Christ. And I say that as a warning, not as a condemnation, just as a warning for people, because, you know, once we get, we know who Jesus is, and, and then we walk away from Him, it's really hard to come back. It really is. In fact, the Scripture says, these troubling verses, these trouble me, I don't, we're not going to spend time talking about them, but think about this in Hebrews 6, this warning, it is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. To their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting Him to public disgrace. Hmm. Possible. Well, that's the danger, I think, for someone who doesn't experience spiritual renewal, but allows themselves to just fall away from Christ. And let me tell you, it can happen to anyone, to anyone. It can happen to, to any person in the church. It can happen to church leaders and ministers. We've all seen that happen, right? As Satan comes in, he attacks us with discouragement, with hurt, with offense. How many people you see get offended, and suddenly they just walk away from God? I see it all the time. It's just so sad. So sad. Personal failures, relationship conflict, health problems, money problems, so many other things that can disillusion us. And in fact, we turn our anger against God and we walk away from Him and we lose the only source of hope and life and strength that there is. It's crazy. Failure can turn us away from God and discourage us, but you know what? Another thing can as well in our culture, success. And any other distraction that we have in life can be even tougher to overcome. In fact, we can be so successful that we think we don't even need God. I don't know how many people have failed in their walk with the Lord by failure or, or by successes in life. Because both of them will tear us up. Failure or success can either drive us to God out of gratitude or need or can drive us from God. We decide how we'll respond. And when we let these things kill our faith. But the great thing is that God is waiting. God wants to give us this spiritual refreshing, but if we're out there doing our own thing, He can't connect with us. He can't connect. He will not override our will for our lives. And here's His word. Here's what He says to us today, which is great advice. In Matthew chapter 11, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I want you to think about that a second. Come to me all you who are weary and burdened, whether it's life that's hitting you, whether it's relationships, whether it's money, whether it's health, whether it's just disillusionment with God, anger at God, I don't know. Whatever you're burdened with and worried about, God says, come and I will give you rest. I will give you that refreshment that you long for, that you need. So today, if you find yourself like that, or maybe bored a little bit, maybe intrigued by the world, but not really intrigued or interested in God, I want you to try something. I want you to come to Jesus because He invites you to come and He will give you what you're looking for, what you're truly searching for, the rest and the peace that you long for. He will ease and relieve and refresh our soul. If we remember, if we repent, and we willingly renew. And you know what? That's what God wants for our life, and I really believe that's what we want for our lives as well. That's what we long for. So I want to to have a word of prayer here. I want to have a prayer for refreshment and renewal for all of us who are believers, who maybe would have to acknowledge that we're not as on fire as we'd like to be, a prayer that God would come and move in our life. Let's pray together. Father, I just come today, and I just want to ask Your power and Your Spirit to fall on us, Lord. God, for those of us who at one point gave our, gave our life to Christ, we know what it's like to feel that, that clean feeling, that, that newness, that freshness. God, would you, would you share that again? Lord, help us open our lives up and seek you, come to you being wearied and buried by, burdened by this world, but God, that you would give us rest, rest in you, which would then prepare us for, for life and for service, ministry. God, would you revive our hearts and our spirits? Would you renew us and restore us to the walk that we once had? God, challenge us and move us that we would not be content with a mediocre life or a mediocre spiritual life. God, we would long to serve you and be close to you. We would not be content to be distant, but we would run to you and we would stir up the flames that once burned in our hearts and the flames that should burn for you, Lord. That's my prayer. For each of us. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. And let me also say that if you are here and you are not yet a child of God, renewal begins with relationship, and that's what we're being called into, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're searching for something that you can't even put into words. You're looking for that, some meaning for life. Jesus said, come to me. Come to me if you're burdened or weary, and I will show you what rest is, what peace is, And that is for everyone. The Bible says, if you will call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. That Jesus can and will save us from the despair and all the hopelessness of life that we experience here. And you'll find a brand new reason for living. And I would love to have a conversation with you about that. Please don't leave this morning before we talk if that is you this morning. Right now, though, we're going to have a time to come and do something very important. And that is to share in communion And for everyone who is here who is a child of God, we invite you to do that because every week we get a chance to refresh and renew our relationship with Him through a very simple process. The night before Jesus was arrested, He took two little elements of of the meal, a piece of bread and a cup of juice, and He said, do this in remembrance of Me. Whenever you eat the bread, you drink the cup in remembrance of Me. You will be reminded of My love for you, My sacrifice. You'll be Refreshed. And so, this meal, you know, we all get hungry and we all need to be nourished. This is a spiritual feast for us. Very small elements of the meal, but they refresh us and they remind us of who we live for. This morning, we invite you to do so. Our our process is just walking forward. It's the crowd. You can follow them. If you want to remain in your seat, you can do that. Just raise your hand. Somebody will bring you communion to right where you are. But we want to offer this to you. We do have in the little bags are, are the gluten. Uh, product that you can take and uh, if you have an issue with that. But we just want you to to be able to take this time to refresh. Let's pray. Lord, God, thank you for this meal that we're about to enjoy. God, we give ourselves to you and we give this time and we ask that you would use these uh, simple little elements of the meal to remind us of your love. I pray in Christ's name. Amen.